0: I see, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and eh? mollycoddles,
1: huh?
0: You think Jesus is some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus
1: had ducks! Hi and welcome to History Makers, I am Matt Prater. We are talking to Paul Coleman and Grant Norsworthy from the Paul Coleman Trio. They've just reunited... They've just released a new single which has hit the airwaves recently, I Don't Know Why. Uh, they are definitely uh, some of the best Christian musicians we have seen in this country and all over the world. Uh, you may have heard oh. some of their oh. music on uh, on radio stations, so- songs like Turn, like Run. Uh, they even actually had Turn, was on Oprah years ago. I don't know if you saw that on Oprah. They are absolute legends. Welcome to History Makers, guys. G'day. Hey, thanks a lot. Hey, uh, you said something
0: pretty faint just before, I don't know if you realised. Yeah. But, yes. And we're playing the new single. I don't know
1: why. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we're playing it. That's <laughs> good. I like it. That was good. Uh, yeah, yeah I, 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 think I actually planned that, yeah. Now, tell us, why have you got back together after all these years? What's what's the purpose? What's the reason behind it all?
0: Um, it's really all about the money, actually. <laughs> oh, come on. It's, um, you know, we're all in financial trouble and we just figured this might bail us out.
1: What do you think? <laughs> I think it's because you've got a heart for the gospel and you want to get the good news out on the airwaves. Isn't that it?
0: Oh, all right. You're right. <laughs> no, it's um, it, it kind of happened um, serendipitously, which I know is a rather syllabic word for a uh, monosyllabic word for a musician. But um, yeah, it was Easter Fest, really. We've got we've got mm-hmm. them. Oh, sorry, I just played the piano. <laughs> sorry, I was I was recording something on our album when and I just went on it. And uh, anyway. Um, yeah, Easter Fest are really to blame. They asked us to put the band back together and then, um, well, we kind of enjoyed ourselves. And now here we are releasing a record, a DVD, doing a national tour, getting quite carried away with it. And you have to say, Matt, that, uh, you know, when we, when we had this break that started in 2004, there was this sense, I think, for all of us, varying degrees, that there was unfinished business. More creativity that could come out of us and more to say, more to sing about, more to do. And so glad we get a chance to do
1: it now. Well, I'm so excited that you're coming out. You're going to be playing at Easterfest here in, in, uh, in Queensland doing a national tour. Um, tell us, do you miss home? You guys are both based in the States. Do you miss Australia?
0: Yes. Yes, very. Don't, don't make us cry.
1: <laughs> what do you miss no, the most? I,
0: well, just underneath the food would be my family. Um, so it sort of goes for me, meat, pie, fish and chips and then my mum and dad, really. I mean, don't tell them I said that, but... Um, no, we just miss we miss the people, we miss the landscape, we miss the culture, we miss the food. There's a different place to like it at, at, back home in Australia. I think would suit us both pretty well. But you know, it's good to be here too. We love being in America, and American people are good. They get a bad rap, I think. Don't you think, Paul? Yeah, we here a love on them because somebody's got it, because no one else seems to it at the moment. But <laughs> we do miss home. I'll tell you one thing: I don't miss about Australia, and this might be more of a Melbourne thing, but. There's just not many freeways or highways in Melbourne, and so every time you go somewhere, it's like this traffic like the traffic like competitive mini Grand Prix with the people around you. And, and, and I'm like, you know, I, it just, I get a bit stressed out by it. I feel claustrophobic. There's one other thing I don't miss about Australia. What's that? There's one other thing that sometimes happens when people speak. Oh, like when they raise their voice at the end? Yeah, a lot of Australians, they finish their sentences on the up. I don't miss that. But apart from that, I miss everything. I miss everything. Was that a long answer to a really short, sort of uncomplicated question?
1: (laughs) I just love uh, the way you guys get on. Uh, That's always been one of my favourite things. Like, your songs are pretty good, but the way you interact on stage and interviews, you're good mates. You love each other, don't you? Is that one of the reasons why you all decided to get back together? Because you miss each other?
0: Yes, I didn't realise how much I missed Grant, but I really did. (laughs) I think the more I hung out with him The more I thought That's what's missing in my life It's Grant (laughs) and Phil And plus Today and yesterday A very historic thing happened Matt You want to know what happened?
1: Tell me what happened
0: Grant Norsworthy Played The acoustic guitar tracks On two Paul Coleman Trio songs Because I couldn't What happened? He just has become a monster, <laughs> and uh, and uh, two songs that he started writing that that I'm kind of jumping on and having a go at, and he just had he just had it, mate. And well, I and I, I just didn't. Uh, I've no doubt you could have played it, but what's actually happened here is you didn't really want to learn how to play it. That's the thing. You could have played it. You didn't have. You to didn't to learn them. I was trying to spin it. It's uh, been really cool. Well, thanks. Yeah, don't let the truth get in the way of this interview, Grant. All right, you've got to—you're just paying too much attention to some of those Bible verses you've been memorising. No, that was a very historic thing, and uh, this album is quite funny. It's come together over Skype, over iChat, and uh, there's one point we were working on the record where Paul was in Norway, yeah. I was in Nashville, Tennessee, and Bill was in Northern Australia, and we were continuing working on the record. three continents. It's an intercontinental. A little man on every continent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you,
1: Matt. As you were saying. <laughs> well, it's great to for you guys to uh, invite me along to your radio show today. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just ask one question and then go have a cup
1: of tea, mate. That's the way it works. <laughs> now, we do, I do want to get serious here. Um, I was just pre- preparing for this, and I remember when we interviewed you at Easterfest a few years ago, Paul, or recently. Uh, I, I remember you told a story that you were caught up in the middle of the Christian music scene. You were on the road, you were busy, busy, busy. You were sitting next to Mac Powell, who's one of my musical heroes, uh, at the Dove Awards, and you right. just felt like you had to go home and be with your wife and get away from it all. Get and you know be back with your family. Do you want to tell us yeah. a bit about that? process you went through and, and, you know, how you really reconnected back with God and your family in that instance?
0: Well, how long have you got again?
1: <laughs> Mate, as long as you've got.
0: <laughs> oh, all right then. Well, um, when I started writing music, it was sort of initially quite by accident and um, and it wasn't particularly very good. <laughs> and and But I was writing from my heart. I wasn't thinking of an audience. I wasn't thinking of feeding a family. I wasn't thinking of sustaining a band with children and wives of eleven people and paying for visas and everything. I just was writing songs and and those songs um are the songs that the record companies and everything heard um and got interested in us. And they hadn't even seen us perform. And uh and I, so I kind of just got I got caught up in my head and I forgot about my heart and I started overthinking everything. And, um, just got very, very driven and very off base. And one by one, the relationships, including the relationships with the trio guys, just started to sour. And I didn't really realize what it was. I was just so driven to make this happen. And I realized that later on, realized that my identity was all caught up in it. My validation was caught up in it. And my heart had kind of turned away from God and, um... And so that particular event that you're talking about was quite a turning point because I, I uh, it was after the trio had split up and it was the next year at the Dove Awards. And my goal, even though I didn't realise how obsessed I was at the time, in hindsight, my goal was to go out there and show everyone that it really was all about me. And that the Paul Coleman in the Paul Coleman Trio meant uh, this, is, this is the deal right here. And those guys, you know, they're great guys and everything, but I'm the big deal. How does this sound to you, Grant? Some kind of this is the first time for me, man. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. It's like therapy. Thank yeah, you. yeah, no worries. Um, <laughs> could you make me a cup of coffee? Please? Yeah, sure, mate. Yeah, no <laughs> hey, <have> any <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the story. Uh, this call would probably follow. <laughs> and then I went to the double... Oh... oh sorry, mate. It's, that's the problem is the piano's right there, and I just felt like singing that. <laughs> so um, that's not going to make it to the record. Um... Yeah, so I went to the double woods, and I, and I had this publicist that I'd got and I was getting pictures with Switchfoot Mercy Me and all those guys. But Amy Grant told me never to name drop, so I wouldn't say that. But, <laughs> but I was getting pictures with all these people backstage and, um, and I got this $200 seat right next to the Third Day so when the camera panned around there would be me right there with the guys that went on the, we went on the road with. And, and I didn't realise all this stuff just then, but then all of a sudden I heard this voice in my head, let it go, go home. And I thought, well, it's got to be the devil. I mean, why would God want. To, I mean, surely he's into this. I mean, hey, this is a big moment, mate. And, um, but anyway, so, uh, but I knew it was the devil because he had sort of a Brisbane accent. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just yeah. like that, you know. He said maybe you should go home.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> no, not really, I love Brisbane, my wife's from Brisbane So forgive me, that was just pathetic humour um, It was actually really more of an Adelaide kind of accent
1: Oh, fair enough Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah totally High <laughs> <Pie> floaters <laughs> Yeah, right Anyway, so um, so I really heard this voice in my head And after a while I realised that it was actually God speaking to me And maybe you're listening to this going Oh, here comes the religious bit Well, don't worry, I'm not very religious But God is alive and he can't speak to you And so... Um, and so it eventually became just so distressing for me that I, I went home and, uh, and, and realised that, man, I am just, I am really trying very hard here. And, uh, and through the process, I, process, I realised that I didn't really trust God very much at all. I trusted myself. And so that was the beginning there, sort of like 2004, 2005, that was the beginning of a lot of things falling apart that I had built. And, and, and I actually joined the Newsboys in the end of 05 for therapy. I know that's sort of weird, you know, I'll let go of my music career for a while and join a supergroup with a private jet. That sounds a little ironic. But the fact is, everything I'd ever done, either had my name in it or I was the boss of. And so I wanted to do... I wanted to kind of let this momentum that had been all about me, I wanted to let it fall. So I thought, well, I'll just leave my name behind and I'll just play guitar for this band for a while. And so... Um, After three years of that, I'd had enough of that. (laughs) No, I felt like, you know, it's okay to come back to it. And so I sort of went back to doing my own thing a little bit. So this trio thing is fascinating because um, I've realized that I think I function best in a group and I function best where uh, I'm one of the guys in the conversation. And even though uh, I am, you know, the executive in a way, Uh, I've realized that listening to these guys both relationally and musically and ethically and everything is actually one of the best things in my life and so I'm extremely thankful that they're back in my life and that we're planning all this stuff and and therefore the first single is like, you know, I don't know why you love me but I am so glad you do. You know, and, and love is unconditional love is unbreakable, it's unshakable, it's unfakeable and Grant, if I'm... Not incorrect. The last word you added, and that word is "insatiable." Yeah, yes, right on. Un- is a word that I think is not actually a real one. Well, we're we're <laughs> in America, so we can make <laughs> Shakespeare did it. Shakespeare, Shakespeare. Euro trash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you
1: know what I'm saying. The, the purpose of History Makers is to get people to share their stories and testimonies, but also to, to share the gospel. You know, and I always like to make sure we ask uh, our guests what is the gospel or. Uh, how would you share the gospel with our listeners? Um, so I don't know if, if Paul or or Grant or, or both of you want to share. Tell us what do you believe the gospel is. What is the good news that uh, that we proclaim? The
0: gospel is Jesus Himself, and um, the way I understand Jesus is not something that can have a pat answer to every situation. I think mean, at one one point you were saying that how do, you know how do we share this gospel? You know what what do we do? And the only The only way I can share the gospel is actually to get out of the way. What I mean by that is I need to allow Jesus himself to flow through my life. That's how I'll share the gospel. That's how Jesus will become more present in in this earth and in my relationships by me getting out of the way. You know, when Jesus says, greater love has no man than when he lays his life down for his brother, I think he means get out of the way. When he says, if you want to be my disciple, carry your own cross, I think he's saying get out of the way. When uh, the Apostle Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. I think he's saying, get out of the way. When he says uh, in Romans 12, 1, uh, be a living sacrifice, he means get out of the way. Lay my life down so that the actual life of Jesus can flow through me. Um, and that's the gospel being shared. That is what the gospel is. It's just life-sustaining life sustaining uh presence of God himself that fills my chest cavity when I'm not there anymore when I'm being poured out that's the gospel
1: well guys you have thank both just shared some of the most profound um powerful messages I've ever heard on this radio show thank you so much for uh, your honesty with us today thank you for your fun and uh, thanks for your seriousness it's like serious fun it's awesome thank you for sharing that with us guys
0: that's a really good name for an album
1: yeah <laughs> I've got it at home, actually. It's Paul Commentary, a great band.
0: I've got a bunch of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> can I have one? Yeah. Um, I'll like burn me. it. I'll burn it. No, don't please. do that. No, I can because <laughs> I partly own it. Yeah, that's not. You yeah, know, we're, we're actually thrilled to get around the country um, and reunite with friends and meet new fans and friends. And we've always said, even though we don't understand why God chose a bunch of fellas like us, uh, imperfect. Whatever, but you can bring your favourite priest and your favourite atheist to this show, and at the end of it, they'll probably both say, "You know, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I rather enjoyed that <laughs> because it's fun." And it's, and yet, you know, I think we talk about our faith you know, in an honest way, but we we can't even change ourselves, so we're not really going to try and smash anyone over the head with the Bible and try and change them. But I know that something happens when we play and. I can only describe it as, how um, do I describe it, Grant? It's the gospel. Right, yeah, thanks. That's why it's here. <laughs> and I get to the end of a sentence and I don't know what to say. But I hate it when people finish my sentences for me. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, we're going to have a good time, man. We really are. And, and it's great that you're doing this, um, this radio program. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that appreciate it.
1: We we, uh, we want to honour you guys, your you top Aussie history makers. Thanks for joining us on History Makers, guys. God bless. Don't no worry, Thank
0: mate. mate. Thanks, mate. See yeah. you.
1: Bye. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. And also, you can make a donation if you'd like. I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.